1: Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, be an interesting week, right? Um, we start kind of getting into the year. First week was a bit of a disappointment after such a big, strong run-up in December of 2023. Um, with a lot of expectations that, hey, maybe the Fed will cut interest rates in March. And maybe last week we kind of started thinking maybe they won't. That seems to be the easiest way to, for me to sum that up this morning. My email is jam-packed. Thanks for keeping me busy. Stock market's win streak over at nine weeks. The tenth week, it just wasn't there. Think about that for a second. Aren't there 52 weeks in a year? We had a, quite a run. Almost too much of a run, right? A little bit of profit-taking efforts going on last week. And small-cap stocks and mega-cap stocks saw the profits come out, uh, saw the selling of the shares. This week's looks set to begin at least on a mixed track. Um, I saw some buying of tech companies, Amazon and Apple being two of them, um, as well as... NVIDIA. NVIDIA rose 4.5% hit in an all-time high. Apple got the love of an ana- uh, analyst call from Evercore ISI saying, buy last week's dip. The Apple Vision Pro headset launches in the United States on February 2. Pre-orders begin January 19th for 3,500 buckaroos. Odyssey, the largest U.S. radio company in the United States, said it plans to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Some Bay Area Odyssey stations include KCBS 95.7, The Game, Live 105, and Alice 97.3. A couple others, but I'm just going off to the big popular ones that I know. Sports betting got an interesting article written about it this weekend on how it's affecting college campuses. And how there's frat parties and college young men are connecting with some of their friends from back home and some of the friends after college with like online gambling parties, which is about right. I guess that's what we kind of knew would happen, right? It's interesting because I didn't think of this, but you could use a VPN and you could basically bet in any state, right? You don't have to have that state's approval. If you want to really bet, you can. The crypto world is betting that its mainstream moment is here. Uh, The Securities and Exchange Commission is expected in the coming days to rule on whether money managers will be allowed to launch their own spot Bitcoin exchange traded funds this would help set up more widespread acceptance um, because you wouldn't actually have to go out and buy something like a Coinbase or Robinhood to hold the uh, coin, and then you wouldn't have to buy the coin on top of it. I said that wrong. The Coinbase and the Robinhood is not something you would buy. It's something you would download um, as well as with a wallet, and this just makes it easier for someone like me to say, you know, let's, let's use Fidelity as an example. Fidelity's got millions of clients with hundreds of millions and trillions of dollars, right? It allows them to say, we will go out where the customer says, I want some of that not sexy Bitcoin action. And right now, Fidelity's like, "Nope, we don't really have anything to do that for you. You have to go buy the individual token or the individual coin yourself. Now, this would give Fidelity a chance to say, don't take your money elsewhere. We'll get it in an ETF for you. So if it goes up, you go up. Okay. Boeing was a big loser of the weekend. A harrowing few minutes on board the Alaska Airlines flight started with a loud bang, a force so violent it tore off headrests and seat backs and blew open the cockpit door. Wow. How scary of an event is that? Boeing stock down 8% today. The FAA has ordered a temporary grounding of roughly 171 of the company's 737 MAX 9 aircrafts, particularly affecting Alaska Airlines and United Airlines in the United States. Alaska's canceled dozens of flights, supplier and installer Spirit AeroSystems down 15%. They're the ones who installed the the components. A door plug blew out in the middle of an Alaska Airlines flight when the nearly brand new, nearly brand new aircraft was flying around 16,000 feet. Keep in mind that Boeing has had some recent misfortune, including two crashes that killed 346 people, a pandemic supply chain havoc, and a series of quality defects. Other big stories today, Elon Musk's alleged drug use means volatility for Tesla stock. Big article in the Wall Street Journal this weekend. Um, The report alleged Musk's drug use to include LSD, cocaine, ecstasy, ketamine, and psychedelic mushrooms. There was a big, well, that's kind of common for CEOs and tech bros in the Bay Area. But when you run organizations that have thousands and thousands of employees, in this case, exposure to government contracts that say no drug use can't have that. So SpaceX now has drug-sniffing dogs at their facilities. Musk's attorney, Alex Spiro, said the CEO is regularly and randomly drug tested at SpaceX and has never failed a test. Musk is considered important to Tesla as he's what's called a key person risk. Where if he were to OD the company probably, would they survive or not? That's the question. So if you own Tesla shares, you hate stories like this. It's not the headlines that people want to see if they are any investors. The Wall Street Journal inside that article reported that SpaceX executives were worried Elon Musk was on drugs during cringeworthy all-hands meeting. He arrived an hour late. He rambled and he slurred his words for 15 minutes before the meeting was taken over by another person. At SpaceX, illicit drug activity could jeopardize the $1 trillion in assets that investors have pumped into the company. 13,000 jobs, and even the future of the program itself, you might remember that Elon Musk got into trouble when he smoked marijuana on an episode of Joe Rogan's podcast. Some Tesla board members have speculated whether Musk may have been on drugs when he tweeted in 2018 that he wanted to take the company private. The Journal article also reported that Musk took multiple tabs of acid at an L.A. party that he hosted in Psychedelic Mushrooms in 2019 in Mexico. Um, It stinks that I have to talk about someone's drug use, but... We have to talk about someone's drug, yes, and um, especially if you're going to go out and own shares, that's a big risk. It's a big risk. It's it's you have to know the positives. Five things that you like about a stock. Five things that you don't. For Tesla, you may say, "Hey, I love the electric vehicle design." You may say, "I love the software inside the the cars." You may say, like, he's profitable at margins that GM and Ford aren't, but on the negatives is uh, he's a well-known drug user that could cause problems down the road. And again, I'm not saying he's a well-known drug user. Wall Street Journal is. Um, Worthy of note. Um, But it makes for a good read, especially if you want to see the sexy, scandalous side of my industry. Uh, Merck and Johnson Johnson have announced some small acquisitions. Merck is going to acquire Harpoon Therapeutics for $23 a share. Johnson Johnson is going to acquire Ambrick's Pharmaceuticals for $28 a share. It's important to see acquisitions in the drug universe as <laughs> a lot of the biotech companies ultimately do their research and development of drugs and treatments for things like cancer for the big pharmaceutical companies. Johnson Johnson is looking to replace some of their COVID shot exposure that has uh, waned on them. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Got a big event coming up on the 20th. It's a Pint and Portfolio. Um, you can sign up for the event if you want a free complimentary portfolio review, a chance to meet me, a chance to meet with the CFP in an informal setting, 1130 to 2 on Saturday the 20th. Learn more at Roblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black.
2: Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale Saturday, January twentieth, for pints and portfolios—a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with five hundred thousand or more in investable assets. Drop by January twentieth from eleven thirty a.m. till two for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP, from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find pints and portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com.
1: I'm Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. The Magnificent Seven led the way in 2023. In the first week of 2024, saw, I think is probably the best way of saying this, some professionals got into the Magnificent Seven late in December, and they got out of them early in January, just show when they legally have to do filings and send you letters of like, these are the holdings that we have see we have the ones you want us to have so i think there's a little pop in pop out trade because simber kind of got a little bit out of control set seven of course apple microsoft amazon alphabet nvidia tesla and meta um i own six to seven of those independently um and i own them all because i own the s p 500 therefore you probably own them all if you own the s p 500 in your 401k Performance in 2023 was as much about what didn't happen as what did. Last January, the Fed believed a recession was a strong possibility following the most aggressive policy tightening in 40 years. Long known for tightening policy until something breaks, a series of original banks broke in March. Led many to fear the day of reckoning had finally come. Time will tell whether last year's forecasts of recession were early or just plain wrong. The economic landscape has improved. All is not rosy, though. Main Street is focused on the fact that overall price levels remain nearly 20% above their pre-pandemic levels. The lasting impact of recent inflation can be observed in spending data, which reflects a growing reliance on credit card debt coupled with rising delinquency rates. That's not good to talk about, is it? Nobel Prize laureate Harry Markowitz famously said diversification is the only free lunch in investing. Uh, I've seen some portfolios come in where people are pretty braggadocious and 90% of the returns are in two or three names. I've seen some portfolios come in from some well-respected doctors, engineers, and lawyers that, you know, they do the free pints and portfolio review with me, where... The speculation is out of control in some of the smaller areas. Hey, it's your money. I get it. Um, Investors can benefit from various types of alternative investments, such as those in private or less liquid markets. Diversification is the only free lunch when it comes to investing. Just remember that. Throw that down there for you, right? Let's move forward and get some more content pushed through. Um. I'm not going to talk about the Apple Vision Pro headset yet. It's not going to be a big expectation driver this year. The idea is get some apps developed so that you can release a cheaper version to the mainstream public and watch the mainstream public, you know, um, push a new product. My kid goes to a science high school, and they're all excited about the Apple Vision Pro and all the development tools that will come with it. Um, they're teaching them young today, and NVIDIA and Apple are kind of the right places at the right time for some of the future careers. Earlier in the show, I mentioned Johnson Johnson is going to acquire cancer drug developer by Biopharma for $2 billion. There's a big JP Morgan healthcare conference that's going on today in the Bay Area. I love this conference. In large part, you get a lot of announcements like this. And you learn a lot about what drug makers are betting on Mm -hmm. as far as technologies. It is expected that Moderna's uh, MRN, the RNDA technology is going to have 16, 17 different drugs targeting different things other than COVID. Uh, Moderna was considered a big winner. Uh, for its fast development on COVID vaccine, not vaccines, whatever we're calling them. Um, we don't want to say that they cured COVID, but like a flu shot. And that technology is applicable to other areas, especially in a rapid developing world. Top Goldman Sachs analyst says the world is moving into a new super cycle. The world is moving into a different super cycle. Artificial intelligence and decarbonization are two of the key factors that could have a positive impact during this new cycle. The Oppenheimer analyst, uh, no, his name is Peter Oppenheimer. So he's at Goldman Sachs. He's not at Oppenheimer. It's a little confusing. I'm sorry. I used to love Oppenheimer as an investment house. They always had uh, kind of like the, the strangest approaches to tech investing, but that was 25 years ago. I haven't really kept up with them since. Oppenheimer pointed out that there are historical parallels to current developments that could hold lessons for the future. His new book, uh, Any Happy Returns, he thinks we're in a cycle very similar to what the world economy experienced in the early 1980s. That was characterized by high interest rates and inflation peaking before a decades-long period of falling capital cost, inflation, and rates, as well as economic policies, policies such as deregulation and privatization. Talked a little bit about the political landscape of a lot of geopolitical tensions, the Russia-Ukraine war, tensions between the U.S. and China largely relating to trade. And the Israel-Hamas conflict, which is raising concerns on the wider Middle East. Just some of the political themes that we're fretting with in the months and years to come. So again, you get Russia-Ukraine, you get U.S.-China, and you get Israel-Hamas. Three different parts of the world, right? Elevated inflation in the 70s and 80s and interest rates were perhaps more structural issues and compared to now. I always love reading smart people. So the the new book is called Any Happy Returns. The hot topic of AI and productivity. Um, Will this year be the year that you and I are using AI at our desks a little bit more? I've been using ChatGPT4 for for a while and any sort of research I could do on making my props better, I do. Um, And the cool thing that I learned a couple weeks ago was you could have AI write a summary of the Civil War for your children, but spoken like Britney Spears or spoken like a valley girl or spoken like a drunk professor. And the more ways you get your kids to embrace content, I think the more ways they are likely to have something stick and learn. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Again, the book is Peter Oppenheimer's Any Happy Returns. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by E.P. Wealth. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, There was an interesting article in Barron's this weekend, talking about trying to end social security by offering to younger people, you keep more of the money, but you lose more of the promise. Will that ever happen? I don't know, but if you have access to Barron's, it's a really good long read, and I think it does a nice job of saying, you know, um, it's a problem. It's a problem that we can manage but still very problematic if we don't manage. And So far, we've always kind of kicked the road down, kick the can down the road, kick the road down on the can. Mixed metaphors. Oh man, I, I once messed up one mixed metaphors. Um, I was talking about stretching my legs, but I didn't use the word stretching. I used a different action verb. And let's just say it, it fell hard. It fell really, really hard. Um, Elsewhere, TikTok is being captivated by videos from guest aboard Royal Caribbean's nine-month round-the-world cruise. Hashtag Ultimate World Cruise. Posts have 180 million views of We the Landlubbers. As we follow along for the high CT, um it's kind of cool. And again, I'm gonna throw down that number one more time for you. A hundred and eighty million views. Essentially a free commercial for Royal Caribbean. No, no, no. Let's put it this way. Two Super Bowls of commercials for nothing, no cost. I do find that interesting. Most famous mantra in investing is buy low sell high. Um, I think interest rates in the last oof, since I would say nine eleven have been grinding lower until twenty twenty three when they popped higher. And I think that affects the buy low sell high, I think the last 20 years of investing were made easier because of lower interest rates. I think the next 10 to 15 years could mark higher interest rates unless another 9-11 happens or question mark, question mark, question mark happens, some sort of event, right? That would eventually start that push towards lower numbers. I think it's been easier to make money in the last 20 years than at any other period of time because of those low interest rates. Be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Be careful. 130,000 tech heads are expected to attend the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas this week. You're going to see a lot of innovations. Um, I remember some of the innovations from when I was younger. Like at the CES Consumer Electronics Show, they showed us the first VCR the first CDs, the Oculus Rift virtual reality headsets. This year, a big theme is going to be AI. Microsoft said it'll show off PCs with a dedicated AI button. Samsung's expected power-up AI-fueled. Wait for it, wait for it. AI-fueled vacuum cleaners and AI-fueled refrigerators. Huh. I uh, did a mini-vacation last year with meeting up with my sister in Miami, her family and mine, and uh, there was a internet-powered refrigerator, and my kids and her kids put on pictures of poop on the refrigerator from the internet. I don't know if we know what to do with an AI-powered refrigerator. I think we're going to learn. Uh, Hyundai, they're going to demo a flying car while TV makers want to use crisper micro-LED screens. Screens they are so good, aren't they? Um, unfortunately, a lot of the content's not able to take advantage of it. Google killed the cookie. Who put their hand in the cookie jar? Uh, Wasn't that a song that kind of taught Spanish or something like that when we were younger? And then you'd say, Joey put his hand in the cookie jar, and then Joey would have to do the next verse or something like that. I don't remember that all that well. Third grade wasn't my best year. Google killed the cookie, the tech used to track web users and target ads for 30 million Chrome users last week and plans to ax cookies for the other 99% of users of Chrome. Apple, Safari, and Mozilla's Firefox already limit cookies, but Google has delayed its plans because of Chrome's outsized share, 65% of web traffic. The ad industry loves cookies. $600 billion a year online ad industry. Regulators argue that cookies are invas- invasive and allow companies to build profiles on you, the unaware scroller. Disney's ESPN struck an eight figure deal with the NCAA last week. That's $920 million. It's three times the current deal of value, largely thanks to record ratings for women's college basketball. The women really carried the new ESPN deal. Meta's controversial new link history lets users see everything they've clicked on in the Facebook app unless they opt out. Facebook has long tracked links for ad targeting, but it may be seeking more protections as privacy regulators crack down. I gotta tell you, man, it's always weird when you search for something and then that search follows you around for weeks. And it was kind of funny because um, CFP Chad Burton with EP Wealth, a man you've heard on the show for years and years and years, when he bought some ads once for one of the seminars he was done or the webinars and um he said basically then for you know a whole year he'd see his face pop up when he was visiting any website out there because uh he bought something and well they tracked him 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air um pros and cons It's always very interesting to talk about inheritance. This is something that's close to my heart because my family didn't quite, we did it right. My dad died. Everything went to my mother, me and my brother. Um, he did the legal stuff. I did the investing stuff for the next 15, 20 years. And when push came to shove, my mom started going down and then she died of COVID a few years back. or COVID complications. We had one brother who wanted more, and we had two brothers who wanted it now. And the way COVID affected the court systems, everything has to be sent in via mail, and the whole system is just way slower than showing up in person and getting the stamp or the form that you need. Every estate planner has had conversations with clients about how children should inherit. Uh, and inheritance is incredibly sticky. There's pros and cons of treating children differently. I've seen a lot of cons where the inheritance is set up so that the caretaker of the surviving spouse who goes into decline, who goes into the end of life cycle, who pays the bills and does the companion care, oftentimes it's the child who lives closest to mom in in this case kind of thing. I'm okay with them getting more money um but that's not right for a lot of people i saw a recent estate plan that was all wacky because there was a farm that the parents owned and three of the four kids put significant amounts of their own money into the farm to upgrade buildings and when they both died the four kids fought over you know well we put money three of them were like we put money into it and you did not so it's not going to be equal but it was written down as Everything's equal. And I'm probably sure everyone hates each other, right? I'm okay if you leave one child more, if there's a child with special needs. Depending upon available government aid, this can often mean special needs trusts or supplemental needs for trust for children with more or less than an equal share of the estate being held by the trust. Um, My family doesn't have any history of drug use or special needs. But if your family does, you're going to need a different trust than I do. Keep in mind, I like to say that one out of four children don't turn out the way you want them to. And be careful with how much money you leave for them without thinking about it as they age and as you age. Um, my family has a odd scenario where it's five boys and one girl. And my dad passed away way too young, so he never saw me become financially successful. Maybe he didn't need to leave me as much money as he needed to leave uh, my school teacher's sister, or my brother who's gotten married and divorced three times and it's taken a financial toll on him. I don't know. These are, See how sensitive it can be? So ultimately, these are important conversations to have with a estate planning attorney which is something that EP Wealth does when they do financial planning. It's not just about the portfolio risk. It's also about setting up an estate plan, tax efficiencies, tax planning, um, access to alternative investments. I think it's really cool. Um, Having the ability to search for scholarships. Um, My kid is, one of my kids is in ninth grade and he plays soccer, and um in the next few years we're gonna be looking for stalker scholarships. We're gonna be looking for scholarships tied towards dyslexia because he's got a little bit of it. Um good kid, greatest heart I've ever seen in a kid. So proud of him, got his first starting goal last Friday. To say I was a proud papa. Understatement. Um he did great, very unemotional. Um that's the same thing I have. I don't get excited about stocks or bonds. I don't get fearful. It's a good trait to have in investing. It's a good trait to have in sports. You can find me online at Roblox Show, Twitter, Roblox Show, YouTube, Roblox Show. I'm Rob Black. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealths Certified Financial Planners online at robblackshow.com. I'm not one who gets all that excited when I see an article headline that says, two surprising artificial intelligence stocks to buy before they grow 2100%. Two growth stocks that could rocket 149% to 210% higher in 2024. I like a little less drama in my headlines. Wow, NVIDIA. Talking about drama. Up 21 today. Uh, up 4.3% stock IO. I think artificial intelligence. You're going to see some big announcements out of CES this week. Um, As we start moving towards that, step two of AI. Step 1 was Sam Altman and ChatGPT and Microsoft partnering to show us the hottest app ever downloaded ever at the quickest rate with the most users. Um I think we all tried to play around with what it can and can't do. I've been studying the nuances of inputting data. I think it's going to be a, not a college not a college degree but a college class for sure learning how to, get, to write the prompts that you need to properly produce results. In the last year, NVIDIA's gone from $168 to $512. There's a big press release that came out on Friday about how they can generate $100 billion in free cash flow over the next couple of years. What would they do with that 100 billion? Maybe buy back shares, maybe um, try to develop new, new product, maybe accelerate product is the idea to keep competitors at bay. Today, we're seeing relative strength in mega caps. We're seeing the 10-year note drop below 4%. We do get CPI and PPI numbers this week. Uh, there's a big loss in Boeing, which is pulling down the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, did you watch the Golden Globes last night? What's interesting is, again, it, it's really just advertising for, for the industry. Because I think everyone came away thinking, "Oh, that movie looks really good," or "That Saltburn is one that I want to see," or "That actor is incredibly handsome," or "That actress is incredibly beautiful." I want to see their new work. We're very easily marketed to. The SP 500 is up one half of one percent today. The Nasdaq's up one point two percent. The Russell 2000 up ninety basis points. It has a feel of late December, where. Everything except for the Dow is up and the Dow is only down because of Boeing and the nightmare for Boeing, CEO of a plane incredibly staying together, but kind of falling apart one section of the fuselage. Um last week. Um I've I've been on some pretty scary flights, but that would have been like the one to take them all. A loud bang, a force so violent it tore off headrests and seat backs. Fortunately, no one was sitting in the two chairs next to the blowout. The blowout was so strong that obviously oxygen masks dropped and the cockpit door was blown open, which it's not supposed to. Um, Alaska Air dropped 5% after the midair incident. Alaska Air canceled dozens of flights. United Airlines down a little bit. Um, because they have to ground their fleet. It's the newer 737 Max 9. And someone found the door plug, uh, in their backyard, which is kind of like, I don't know if I'd want that. Um, things falling from the sky. Um, really cringeworthy article on Elon Musk in the Wall Street Journal today or on Saturday. Um. But it brings up the question of he's a little bit too open about his drug use, whether it be ketamine for antidepressant or LSD, magic mushrooms, smoking marijuana, cocaine, LSD. Um, Publicly traded companies can get into big trouble if we find out that he did a tweet while on LSD and the stock goes down, he's opening up that company for a liability lawsuit. Auction sales dropped nearly 19% in 2023. What's interesting is younger buyers are stepping up and becoming the bidders now. And the size of the assets being sold are getting unique, maybe not as high ticket price, but definitely more unique. Christie saw $2.2 or a 31% drop in public auction results last year. A big year-over-year decline was arguably inevitable considering the unusual $1.62 billion sale of Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen's collection of Masterpiece Art in 2022. So if you want to say, Rob, I want to go and own art, I'm like, I'm not going to knock you from it. If you want to own Pokemon cards or you want to own baseball cards, I'm not going to knock you. I may not agree with you, but they are assets if you know what you're doing. Most people do not. And, well, I'm not going to say baseball cards and Pokemon cards were easier, but once the industry figured out that people are speculating on it, they started making more and more cards um, with different tiers of availability. I don't like it. I'm so happy my kids, um, one of my children went through a Pokemon card phase and he'd get online he'd do all the research. So I, I, I didn't support it, but I didn't kill it either. I was happy that he was getting online and doing a little research. The average price per lot in auctions dropped to 97000 last year from 126000 a year ago. A lot of sports buyers on the auctions. Christie said 35% sales went to first-time buyers and that they saw a 65% jump in new Generation Z buyers. If you're going to speculate on art, I hope you have your stocks and bonds and real estate set up first. Um... That's all I'm going to say on that. Apple iPhone sales in China fell more than 30% during the first week of 2024. They're expected to have a down year um, to the tune of double digits this year in China as far as sales of iPhones. Will the Apple Vision Pro, which goes on sale February 2nd, pre-orders begin January 19th, It's right around the corner. We're going to start seeing some of them in the wild. Um, The rollout is really about app development for 2025 and 2026 and not necessarily for big sales numbers in 2024. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget a big pints in portfolio coming up in uh, the Bay Area on January the 20th, to 2. Portfolio reviews and conversation over a couple beers at a brewery with me and a CFP.
2: Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale, Saturday, January 20th, for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with $500,000 or more in investable assets. Drop by January 20th from 1130 a.m. till 2 for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the Events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.